Welcome back to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollack. There's a new boys sport coming to Missouri. Dr. Jennifer Rugstad from Misha joins us. Welcome, Jen. I'm glad to be back. So there was a spring ballot uh, that went out and uh, some exciting news for uh, boys and girls sports. Uh, let's start with that. Um, the addition of boys volleyball as yes. an interscholastic sport for next year. That's really neat. Yeah, we'll speed uh, the the first time we've added a, a, an interscholastic sport since we added girls wrestling five years ago. Um, but boys volleyball has been around a long time in the St. Louis area. Um, it's been a club sport in St. Louis and has been growing to the Kansas City area. We know there are some schools in Springfield who've been playing club boys volleyball. Uh, and it's been an emerging sport with our association for many years. Um, but we have, uh, we have a, a mechanism by which is if an emerging sport grows uh, to a certain level, then we, we take the question to the membership and say, okay, do, do we want this to be an interscholastic sport? And boys volleyball has reached that level. Um, they, they had more than 50 schools participate last year in more than three board districts. That's what the bylaw says. And so that means if they did that again this year, which they did, uh, we would take it to the annual ballot and it has been voted in. And so our first official season of interscholastic boys volleyball will be the 23-24 school year. And there were 50 schools. Is there an opportunity that that uh, could grow before play actually begins? Oh, yes. Uh, those Every year, schools register uh, for their new sports. And early indications are that we've already exceeded uh, the number of schools that were registered as an emerging sport. Or this past year, they were, they were categorized as a provisionally interscholastic sport as they awaited that vote. Um, so we are, uh, we're already seeing around 70 schools, uh, at this point who have registered for boys volleyball for next year. Uh, and, uh, and we expect that to grow. So, uh, we'll have a one class, uh, in our, in our first year and, uh, what we're going to be looking, it's a spring sport. Uh, we'll look at a championship, uh, in late uh, one in the, the last week of our championships is week 48, our standard calendar week 48, which is the week of, of Memorial day next year. Uh, and we are sending out a message uh, today. We're, I know you're airing this probably on Monday, but we'll, we'll, so we'll, we sent out a message last week to our member schools uh, with more information about our boys volleyball championships and a, kind of a call for who might be wanting to host that championship. Um, our our uh, host venue process uh, usually requires uh, a, a few years ahead of time to make those plans. And we have just, um, we, do, we just have a year in this case. So uh, we're going to be doing a one-year uh, decision on where boys volleyball will be hosted next year and then likely come out with an RFP this summer uh, to talk about uh, 2025 and beyond. Yeah, you read my mind. That was going to be my next question. Dr. Jennifer Ruckstad, Executive Director with Misha here, adding boys volleyball. Uh, and so what happens, uh, does anything happen with Title IX uh, does the association have to balance between boys and girls sports? Do they have to stay even, equal? How does that work? The association itself does not because Title IX uh, governs educational entities, and we are, are not an educational entity. We're a, an association of educational entities. So um, the association itself is not bound by Title IX. However, we do have a, a responsibility to our membership to give them uh, opportunities to be compliant by Title IX. And, and uh, so it, it's a good question. And one of the, the difficulties in reaching that compliance is the fact that uh, sideline and competition cheerleaders cannot be 
cannot be counted toward Title IX compliance when it comes to athletics. A Supreme Court decision uh, determined that cheerleading was not a, a sport. Additionally, uh, this spring on the ballot, not only did the membership approve uh, bringing boys volleyball in as an interscholastic sport, they also approved bringing a new sport to our emerging sport group, and that's called stunt. Uh, it's a girls-only sport, and it's uh, it's fairly new. It's been around a few years, and it it's derived from cheerleading. It's a spring sport. Uh, it's becoming more and more uh, popular on the college level, and there are several states who are are playing stunt either. Uh, as a as a sanctioned sport or a club sport, and uh, here in Missouri, we're looking for an opportunity again to help schools uh, have an opportunity to to reach Title IX compliance. Dr. Jennifer Ruckstad, the executive director of MISHA, here with us on Show Me Today. Another uh, sport, if you will, that is big on the college level is esports. And yes. that has really grown, and that's an industry that is just absolutely booming. Uh, several colleges in Missouri have esports. Where does Misha stand in, on the high school level with esports? Well, currently, esports uh, is sitting in a position that boys volleyball was a year ago. Esports is an emerging sport or activity in our association. Um, and they currently have more than 50 schools registered in more than three board districts. So if that remains through the end of the year, uh, they will move into provisionally interscholastic, just like boys volleyball was this year. And we will go to uh, go to the, the membership with the ballot item next spring to talk about bringing esports in as fully interscholastic. Dr. Jennifer Ruckstad, executive director of MISHA, something that we've been following closely on Show Me Today. And I had Elisa Nelson on last week, a bill that would allow high school athletes to seek out endorsement deals this whole uh, NIL thing, not only catching on uh, on the college level, but now in Missouri, uh, the high school level, that high school athletes can seek out endorsement deals if they sign with a Missouri university or college. So obviously, the legislature looking at uh, creating a, a home field advantage, if you will. Uh, how do MISHA members look at this legislation and uh, any pitfalls, any concerns? Uh, well, the the um, the language was introduced quite late, uh, so we haven't had a, a lot of time to analyze it. Um, we've been looking at the NIL issue uh, pretty closely for uh, for the last year. In fact, our membership on the, that same ballot that we talked about earlier, um, where we brought in boys volleyball and stunt, uh, our, we rewrote uh, the membership approved a, a rewriting of our uh, what was formerly our amateurism bylaw. Uh, with NIL language. Um, and we, we didn't really change anything about Missouri's stance on NIL. We just wanted to make sure that uh, our rules were understandable uh, to our schools and to the public. Um, but we, in that process, uh, we started to see some, some areas where uh, we wanted to, um, to perhaps uh, become more consistent. Uh, with uh, with the rest of the country, uh, some of our uh, some of our other states, and and potentially the college level. Um, so our our agenda was to uh, to talk with our membership in the next year about what was the future of NIL uh, for Missouri uh, junior high and high school students. Uh, and then we learned uh, just right after um, the language uh, in our bylaws passed, we learned about the legislation. Um, that did did pass um, 
in the state house. So we must follow the laws of the state of Missouri and, and, and the country. Um, and we are a self-governed organization until um, a law comes about and and um, you know, either alters or nullifies what, what we've said our own bylaws are. And that, that has happened in the past. It's not just NIL. Um, you know, it, we're the transgender bills. Um, we've been watching those very closely as well as we have a board policy on 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 transgender, and uh, there that will be changed as the law changed changes. So uh, I wouldn't say our hands are tied, but we certainly have to be responsive uh, and understand that um, that our rules must be in alignment with law. Good stuff. Way to clarify for parents out there. Dr. Jennifer Rugstad, the executive director of MISHA. Always great to catch up. Thank you so much for your time, and we'll catch up soon. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.